Well, as Gregory mentioned, today is the beginning of a very beautiful time of the year for us. It's called the Triodion. Probably most people have no clue what that means. Triodion. It means it's really from the book that has been introduced as of last night at the Vespers. So beginning last night, we introduce a book which has in it all of these hymns that are preparing us for Great Lent. And Triodion is a four-week sequence uh, that is coming up. And then we enter Great Lent, which is five weeks of Great Lent. Then we have Palm Sunday. Then we have Pascha. Then we have five Sundays after Pascha. Then we have a Sunday dedicated to the Holy Fathers, the Sunday of Pentecost, the Sunday of All Saints, and then we're done. That is 19 weeks revolve around Pascha. February 5th, we will end this cycle on June 11th, friends. That's 133 days that, that Pascha dominates. One third of the year will revolve around Pascha. And the church begins today with what is called Triodion because the book that we use is called Triodion and the book has in it three odes, odes, triodes, triodion. That's where the book comes from, the name comes from. Just so you have a little background knowledge. I think it's helpful, no? Okay. Because all of you are looking at me like a mean faces, or like maybe I'm saying something wrong up here. And today begins with a real powerful gospel. And just like anything we begin, what matters most is the foundation we lay. Right? If we were building this church and we built this foundation on sand, with the first rainstorm, everything comes down. And so the church today is telling us, I will tell you what you're going to build your journey into Pascha on. How you're going to begin this great journey. And it says here today a parable, the Lord says, of the publican and the tax collector. Now, most of you know this parable because not only did you hear it this morning, but it's a famous parable. But I draw your attention to these two figures. It says, the Lord says, these two people went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and one was a tax collector. We've said it many times. What's a Pharisee? A Pharisee or a religious elite? These are the people who did everything by the book perfectly, infallibly. They were holier than us, always flawless in doing God's will. And tax collectors, like we've said another time, were people who worked for the Roman government and collected taxes from Jews. So these were their compatriots who were kind of playing for the other team. And it was a known fact that these tax collectors would abuse their power and authority. They would take more than was actually um, needed and kept a little portion of that for themselves. And it says that these two people go up into the temple and pray. And the Pharisee, it said, stood and prayed thus with himself. He stood up and he was praying, the parable says, to himself, saying, God, I thank you that I am not like other men or women, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. 
I give a tenth of all that I get. And the tax collector sits, it says, in the back, beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. It's interesting, in the English, in your translation, it says, a sinner. That's not what the Greek says. To amartolo, the sinner. In a sense, capturing that I am the sinner of humanity. And it says he wouldn't even lift his eyes to heaven while the other Pharisee was standing, praying in the middle of the congregation. And so we see immediately Christ says at the end, I tell you, this man, the tax collector, the sinner, he came down justified rather than the Pharisee. We've talked about this theme of perception and reality what we think we see in someone, and what truly is in them. And so the church is saying the first foundation, the first brick, the first layer that you have to lay as you make your journey to Pascha is humility. Humility and contrition. Recognizing that we're not as spectacular as we think we are. The first layer that Christ wants from us is humility. And humility that says what? God have mercy on me, the sinner. Now let's think about that. Which of the two came down justified? The one that was able to recognize his sinfulness. Friends, this is a powerful message for us to take today. It is not the fasting that's going to get us into heaven. It is not the perfection under the law that's going to get us into heaven. It's not that I went to church every Sunday, and I, you like how I say this, and I paid my stewardship, Lord. I did my prayers every Monday. I, 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 I. As though you have to try to prove yourself to God. As though he doesn't know your life and your heart better than you. What's going to get us to heaven? I'm just a big nothing, Lord. I have nothing to show for. I can't even lift my head. Now you're going to say, Father, that's strange. We have to walk around like this all day? No, friends, of course not. The joy of this parable is that the moment you say, Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner, Christ will say, but, he, but everyone who exalts himself will be humbled one way or another. And those who humble themselves and stay low and stay in this posture of this repentance, Christ says, I will exalt. So the more low we go, the more to the bottom of the barrel we can get, the higher Christ will exalt us. The first level of this journey is humility, is being able to perceive who we are, not who we think we are. <clears throat> and think about this. What a difference our lives would be if, if we only judged ourselves. Think about that. If we would repent 
before asking others to repent to us. If we ask forgiveness of someone, not expecting them to come first. If we were to assume the blame before throwing blame on everyone else. Which one of the two are we in the story? I never did that. Oh, I never did that. We love to hear about other people's business and the failures and the flops. I didn't do that, thank God. I'm not like him. It's exactly the story that Christ is saying that's not the way to be. He's saying the opposite. What did I do to cause my spouse to get so angry at me? What did I do that my kids don't want to speak to me anymore? What did I do to ruin the friendships and the relationships that have gone sour? Looking within ourselves. That's the key to laying a good foundation. Because in the end, friends, what happens? What will save us? Not our holiness, we said it. Not the checklist, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. What's going to save us is God's mercy. Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. If when you get to the throne of God and I'm not there, do not try to justify yourselves. Please use this card. Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. That's the only card you need to have in your deck. In our lives, we have to live that way because we're not perfect. All of us have fallen. As we begin this journey, let's lay that brick of humility. And the way we lay that brick of humility is we look not out, we look in. We don't look at what others have done, we look at what we have done. And when we've recognized the things that we have done in humility, in contrition, not judging without knowing, but looking only to judge first and foremost ourselves and to see where we have fa failed. <clears throat> we are all so very eager to cast on our brother and sister the full wrath of God's judgment. He deserves to, ha to get what happened to him. Thank God we never get what we deserve. Because if we did, friends, none of us would be here. No one would be able to stand in front of God. And let's remember this as we leave today. Christ says in the Bible, not Father Pandeleimon, he said, and if you do everything you were supposed to do, why do you boast? You only did what you were supposed to do. I don't know about you, but I know about me. I don't even do what I'm supposed to do, let alone something more. Tapina kestacera. With humility and with consistency. That's the first brick we lay on this journey. God bless you.